Hi, this is Marnie with Maxim and Marnie. This is a show I get to do with my church community. Maxim is a synonym for truth. So it's people telling their true stories. They're vulnerable. They're naked. They're real serious stuff. Um, no no one is naked. Nobody's naked. Um, just showing <laughs> naked, naked, like vulnerable. Um, your real, your real story. Your real stuff. So that hopefully it feeds and serves the community, which we know we've heard feedback from many different stories being shared that people were like, "Oh, that's me too," or "Yes, that, I really wanted to hear that because I'm not alone in that." So that is the goal. So today we welcome Ms. Colleen. Hey. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I think everybody knows you um, of the mom of seven sons. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it is my trademark. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome trademark. Um, but let's start when you were little. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Chicago, actually, actually in the city. What neighborhood? Um, Portage Park. I don't know where that is. Where it's is like that? Central and Irving, so it's far northwest side. Okay. Yeah. And who was in your home? How many children? So it was my mom and my dad, and then I have one younger brother. Mm-hmm. And how many kids does he have? He does not have any. And so yeah. what inspired, did you, as a young kid, did you go, I want to have a huge family? Yes, I, I did. Um, I am the kind of person that kind of thrives on the chaos, and I always felt like my house was very regimented and... Um, I just, I, I just long for more people in my life, you know, and I, growing up, I mean, I had a lot of friends, so that was how I, you know, made that work growing up. But I always was like, God, it'd be so great to have sisters and brothers, not just a brother, you know, and just to have that dynamic. So I always prayed for that. That was what, that was what I always really wanted was just to be blessed with a lot of kids, whether it was biological or foster or adoption, it didn't matter to me. I just knew that I wanted a lot of people in my home. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, re- I grew up in a house with just a brother as well. Uh-huh. And I remember in high school how you get to like go into different friends' lives. Mm-hmm. And she was one of five. And I remember, I think my house was probably more like yours. It was very quiet. We did not have TV on. Mm-hmm. We did not have radio on in the morning. People weren't rude, but like we weren't morning people. We got up. We left. Yeah. And I went to her house and there were radios on and TVs on. <laughs> and the mom's yelling like, do you need your jeans washed for today? And then somebody's throwing something upstairs. And I was like, oh, I love yeah. this. <laughs> so fun. Definitely. It's so fun. So fun. Yes. Did yes. you grow up with cousins in the area or like? No. Nothing was close. Yeah, so it was just, yeah, Mm -hmm. you just knew it's what you wanted to create for yourself. Yes, yes. I love that. So in high school, how would you describe your experience? Um... I went to an all-girls Catholic school, which is crazy because I was Lutheran. I mean, I went to a Lutheran grammar school, um, but then went to an all-girls Catholic high school. So that exposed me to a lot more people because most of the kids were Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I actually went to a Catholic youth group because we you didn't sure? have one in my church. Yeah. And that was my go-to for four years. I went with all of my girlfriends, and those were, like, my best friends and my best memories were with this youth group because oh, we didn't that. have one at our church. And it was just – that was – something that was always really, really, really important to me. And I searched that out on my own because we just didn't have that growing up, you know, but I found that as a freshman. Like just faith was important to you or just that idea of community faith or how do you and think? and community. Like, like I said, like I reached out for those girlfriends because I didn't have sisters. So my right. girlfriends were my chosen sisters. 
Um, and then they had this faith family because they had a youth group and they invited me. I remember right off the bat, like, I think I was on a retreat as a freshman in like September or October. And I was like, this is where I'm going to be for four years. And I was, and it was great. And we had so many memories and such great times. And it was just such a great foundation. Um, but again, it wasn't, like I said, it just wasn't something that we had in our church. So, um, that's why, you know, when we moved here to Naperville after raising the kids for a few years in the city, the church family was, and the school district were a number one. That was my priority was I have to have a strong faith family for my kids because that was so important to me growing up, like to have that, have that structure and have, um, just those resources for the kids, you know, I mean, they can't always talk to mom and dad about stuff. They need other people in their lives, you know, mentors in some capacity, good friends that have good values um, that come from other families who maybe they can talk to that dad or talk right. to that mom because it's just the way that it, it's going to be more comfortable for them or whatever. But that was really, really important to me. And that's what led us here. I love that. So after high school, um, before we circle back to coming here, where did you go? After high school, um, lived in this, well, I went to Elmhurst College um, and I commuted, um, went back and forth to the city because I worked um, at Lutheran General in Park Ridge. So, Like um, right after high school? Like right after high school. So what were you doing? I was a nursing assistant. Actually, I've been a nursing assistant since I was. I was 16. I took the class when I was 15. That summer, I turned 16. So I've been doing nursing since I was 16. Hey, as an assistant, how much were you doing? Um, I worked every weekend, and then I was allowed to work, I think it was two evenings a week. I think it was two evenings. Yeah, because I worked part-time, so I worked like three shifts. It was like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, or something like that. I always worked three nights a week or three days a week. But you weren't like doing IVs. No, no. What was your kind of care that you were so able you to? So you do like the real hands-on stuff. You know, you do bed baths and yes. vitals and you empty, you know, catheters and foleys. And, um, but I mean, it's 16. Yeah. Like yeah. you saw a boy's stuff where I feel like I wouldn't have seen yeah. a boy's stuff at 16. <laughs> well. And then you just handled that like medically. Yeah. Or just mature or what? You always just were like, this is just anatomy. Yeah, it was just anatomy. I mean, it's just a professional um, capacity. You know, you don't look at it in that respect. Well, you, 16, I would have been (laughs) way too immature. (laughs) I think that says a lot about you. Well, you know, I mean, I think of the story with my dad. He had had a really bad burn um, on his hands when I was 14. I think I was 14, if I remember right. And... Um, he needed these daily dressing changes and my mom would try to do them and he would get so annoyed because she would like baby him and she'd go really slow and he'd be like, ah, Colleen, do it. And he's like, I love when you did it, Colleen, because you just slapped that stuff right on and wrapped me right up. And, you know, it, I guess it was just a natural thing you for were me. A natural That's nurse. Cool. Um, so I feel very blessed that I was able to do that because not all kids have that. You oh, know? for sure. They're still not. searching at 25, which is okay. That's 100%. okay. hundred percent. But I always knew from the time I was really young. You always knew. Mm-hmm. So then you were in the hospital, but mm-hmm. then you were getting trained. And so yeah. your first degree was a bachelor's from yes. Elmhurst? Yeah, I went and so my then bachelor's the, right after I that. always mess up the letters for a nurse. That's okay. So DSN. Then, DSN. B. BSN. B. Bachelor in Science. Bachelor of Science in Nursing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is that what you have now? Or yeah. you have... Okay. Yeah. So then you then where? Then you're in the city and you have how many babies? <sighs> <laughs> um, we had three. Um, so we we used to go to St. Philip, which was in Chicago. Um, so that was, you know, our first church home in the city. And then was coming up on Matthew going to school. And 
for me, it wasn't an option to put them in Chicago Public Schools. I wanted to move. So um, we moved to Naperville. And we moved in June, and he started kindergarten in August. Oh, wow. So all the kids went to the same school, um, Scott School. And actually, this is my last year as a Scott School mom. 20 years. We talked about putting up a plaque. Have you, have you looked into that <laughs> any further? They name a wing after you? Or, yeah. I think I Sean think and I talked about that, and he was like, for sure we should have a plaque. I think the teacher is going to have a party when I'm finally out of there. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so now tell me, starting with your firstborn, their mm-hmm. name, their age, and one adjective to um, that you think encapsulates them. Ooh. Okay, so Matthew is 25. He'll be 26 the end of this month. Um, oh, what would I say? Well, I'll have to say two. He's very serious, but he's very driven. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, Kyle is 24. Um, and he's a nurse. And he's a nurse. Yes, he is a nurse. Um, he is, he's very kind. That would be the first thing that comes out, comes to mind. Um, Ryan is 21. And <laughs> so many adjectives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, he's the first one of yours that I know. So he yeah, was, uh, I got to mentor yeah. him. And he's at ISU and he he's is. a golfer. He is. And he's doing f- so well. I'm yeah, so proud awesome. of him. Actually, I just talked to him a little bit earlier today. Um, he's just an awesome kid. He's yeah. just doing great things. And he's really coming into his own now oh, at Illinois State. That. And just... Just really coming into his own. Um, and he wanted to be a nurse when he was in high school. He was school. thinking for a little while, but now he's he's marketing. He's yeah, decided yeah. I that he, he wants had, to yeah. see in that golf business yeah. arena. You yeah. know, he's a kid that can get up and stage and, you know, throughout that pitch. So he's going to use that gift, which yeah. is great. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he's just he's just a great kid. He cracks me up. He's a riot. <laughs> um, and then Brennan is 18, um, and he's at COD, and he's playing AAA hockey. He's a very serious sort. Um, it's just who he is. He's very introverted. Yeah. Um, but he's just a good, good, hardworking, super hardworking kid. Yeah, quiet but smiley. It's like quiet, guess. Quiet, smiley, From, yeah. yes. But he's just, he, that's just who he is. He's just, yeah. used to drive my mom now. She'd be like, Ma, kind, he's so quiet. I'm like, that's just who he is. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah. It's just who he is, you know? Um, and then Sean is 16. He's a junior. Um, he also plays hockey. And the first thought is wild child. <laughs> he, <laughs> he came that way. Um, I remember at his second birthday party, my dad said, Sean is as subtle as a freight train. And I was like, <laughs> that is the best description of this kid. Well, I'm a little biased because he's in my small group at Ignition. So I'm going on year three of knowing him. And the first year he was in there, he was, I think, the only boy. Mm. And Ryan and I, my co-mentor, were a little bit like, oh, gosh, how do we? And we talked about it. We said stuff. And he was like, I'm good. I'm good. He was so open and Mm -hmm. so great about being comfortable in his skin as a dude um, amongst all these girls and really shared. Um, And now we've had some boys join. And I feel like the benefit of him having been in there and have already been honest and shared Mm -hmm. is such a blessing for them. So you should be super proud of him. Well, it's funny. He he and Kyle are so similar. They... And I mean, they are just so similar. Like they look alike, they act like they like the same foods, like they skate the same way on the ice, <laughs> like it's crazy. But they were always the kids growing up that always had a lot of friends that were girls. 
that just the, yeah, it's just the way it was. Connect, yeah. yeah, just very like not a really a big deal. Where my other boys are like, they're boys and they're just out there playing ball and yeah. they're just roughhousing with the boys and not a lot of girls around. But yeah, Kyle and Sean always had a lot of friends that were girls. And before we move on from Sean, sure. he had like a huge crisis. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've, I'm sure with seven kids, maybe they all have, but it's just mm-hmm. the one that I know the best. Yeah, can you talk about that? Yeah, that was hard. Um, we're coming up on, it'll be two years. That's what I thought um, was two years. Yeah, ago. it'll be two years in December since he had his injury. Um, it was a really big deal. I mean, it was a significant hockey injury. Um, he got hurt when he was in St. Louis. Um, drove home with Ron, dad, and um, he was in emergency surgery that night. Um, five surgeries, two blood transfusions. I mean, he almost died. It was not pretty. But, um, you know, our faith family, I, I still get, get teary just thinking about how you guys supported us because we couldn't have done it without you guys. I mean, good enough. You guys brought meals. You prayed. You visited me. brought me emergency coffee, hugs, prayers. It was amazing. And um, he's a strong, strong kid. Yeah, he I, is. And I feel like, you know... You know, they always say, you know, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. But, boy, this kid can handle stuff. Mm. He is one tough cookie. Um, and he'll tell you, I was no big deal. He, he was, he was sure fine every time I talked to him. Yeah, yeah he for sure I, I, I would leave, and I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. It, but, but it wasn't <laughs> like... And then he'll show you his 10-inch scar on mm-hmm. his thigh, and can, he will tell you it was no big deal. Can mm-hmm. you explain to anybody who doesn't know his injury, like, is it because he was hit on the ice, or how did it happen? So he apparently was going for the puck, and he hit the board an odd way, and the board was sticking out a little bit. It wasn't a smooth surface. So um, it hit his thigh at a weird angle, and he's a good-sized kid, and you've got all that velocity of the speed, and he hit it just the right way, and he just busted all the blood vessels in his thigh, and he bled, he bled out. I mean, he lost half of his blood volume oh in his thigh. Because it was they were on their way home, and his leg was just swelling, right? Because yeah. he didn't know, realize that it was that bad, no, right? No, at first he didn't. Like, he finished the game. He carried his bag off the ice. He walked to this the is car what's truck. Insane. Yeah. But again, he's a tough kid. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess he said, oh, you know, I'm having some pain. I need to stretch. So they got out and he walked and he's like, I'm okay. And he took some Motrin and they put some ice on it. And then Sean fell asleep for the rest of the ride home. And then he woke up by Bloomington and his thigh was rock hard and he yeah. was crying. So they stopped again and Ron said that he had to carry him to the bathroom because uh. he couldn't put weight on it. And that was when he called me and said, you know, what should I do? And I said, just drive home as fast as you can because I didn't want him in Podunk, Bloomington, you know, like because I knew he had to go to surgery. Like that much I knew instantly he had to go to surgery and that was not where I wanted him to be. So I said, just drive as fast as you can. And I literally had the car running in the driveway, met him with crutches and just flew him to the emergency room. Yeah. And the other kids were, of course, home with the stomach flu because, you know, why wouldn't why? they be? So, Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just Wait, how life works. Didn't somebody right? else have surgery? One Brendan other, did. Bre- um, yeah. Yeah. Just Around the same 12 time, days too. after. Yeah. December 22nd. Yeah. But that one was scheduled, scheduled. at least. I was going to say, that one was <laughs> planned, right? Like, yeah. Their Not family that it minimizes it. They didn't just <laughs> have an emergency. Like, oh you had God. multiple <laughs> things going yeah. on. Okay, so after Sean, mm-hmm. after we, we have get Colin, th- who's 11. He'll be 12 next month. He's in sixth grade at Madison. Loves it. Loves it. So loves thriving it, loves it. in junior high. 
Yes, thank God. And I have to tell you, he is so cute. With his hair all cut, and he's been coming to celebrations, so I see him, and I'm like, Uh he is just a good-looking, hey. Yeah, he knows it, too. (laughs) Confidence. That's okay. That's okay. He's cute, though. Well, that's sweet. He really, really loves Serge. He's been looking so forward to it. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, so that's been huge. He enjoys coming, and he looks forward to it. yeah, so he, it's funny. Yesterday, he's like, okay, Mom, I need to have all the guys over for a big sleepover. Oh, he's like, it. when's that retreat? So he wanted to make sure that he didn't try to schedule it when the retreat was. So oh, we looked good. at the calendar, and that would be this Friday that everyone's coming over. So. Oh, fun. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but that part's all good. Yeah. yeah. And he's a big baseball player, so he loves, eats, breathes, sleeps baseball. Yeah, which is different than the other boys, really. Uh, Matthew was a baseball player. Uh, Yes, all through high school, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the baby. And then we got the baby, Christian. He's 10. He's in fifth grade. Um, He's a golfer, um, and he's decided that lacrosse will be the new sport in the spring. So we just got all the gear. I played again, and he's outside practicing all the time. And he's also... um, Plays drums and guitar. Yeah, Sean always says like yeah. he's the artist. He's yes. the one that is yeah is the first one to kind of branch out in that. And I love that. Super creative. Um, this semester he's doing the Beatles. So we listen to the Beatles seven days a week now. Oh. When he practices, and that's been a lot of fun. Not, yeah. not eight days a week. Not eight days a week. Oh. Eight days a week. Sorry. <laughs> um, I knew it was coming. <laughs> so would you say from raising those seven boys, I have lots of um, like how we are the way we are questions for you, and maybe mm-hmm. you don't know maybe you do but how would you put place the importance of birth order do you feel like that does define your kiddos or do you feel like no they just I think it definitely plays into it I mean like Matthew is your typical firstborn very serious you know like he's like a second dad you know like he really looks out for the other kids and he's very serious and it's hilarious like the little ones I mean all of them all the kids all the way up he'll be like mom they're mocking me. I'm like, you're 25. <laughs> <laughs> but they just play on him. Like, it's just, it's so funny. It's oh, so funny to watch funny. them, you know, but they do. They treat him like another dad because he's very, very serious. Yeah. And, but again, you know, he's a project manager. He's a shirt and tie. He goes mm-hmm. to work Monday through Friday. Like, it totally fits his personality, mm-hmm. you know, and works very well for him. Yeah. So, you know, he's just using his gifts, which is that he's very organized, right. very type A, you know, it, it, it fits for him. You and know? then your baby is now becoming an entertainer. So yes, those are totally kind of typical it really birth is. order stereotypes, it's which is really, interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Kyle is a bit of a firstborn. I mean, he's... He's very, very responsible. Like, he does what he has to do, but yet he's very relaxed. Like, so chill. Nothing bothers him. Everything rolls off his back, you know. which That's a like, good personality. It is, which is why, you know, he, he's an excellent nurse. You know, and working night shift, you have to be ready to jump any second because things change very quickly and you have much smaller staff. Um, and you can't, you can't get worried or stressed or anything, and he never does. Like, the sicker the patient is the more calm he is. He just yeah. steps right up. So it works for his personality as well. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Let's talk a little bit, because I've heard you say that I could never go to day shift. So how long, tell people your schedule and how long you've done that. <laughs> oh, um, I've done night shift really most of my career, like 20 years. 
And yeah. tell what that is. What does that look like? 7P to 7A is an official shift. I go in early a lot at 5, though, like to help the day shifters out and pick up extra hours or whatever. Like if a day shifter has to go home early, I'll go in at 5 for them so that they can go home. And um, your, your only emergency room? Um, for overnights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the overnights. Um, I also, um, now I do hospice during the day. Yeah. Um, that's a Monday through Friday case management position that I started doing. I've always done hospice on and off through the years. It's always been like a side gig because I love hospice. It's really where my heart is. Um, but it just didn't always fit into my life with the kids. And now is the right time that the kids are getting older. So, so when do you sleep? <laughs> like legit. So wait, so you Monday. get you don't get off. You're not like in bed at eight a.m. because then you're wrapping up and you're transitioning with your day shift people, mm-hmm. right? So when do you come home and crawl in bed? Um, well, it depends. Like, so I work like Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, and then I go home, shower, get the kids to school, and then I work my day job. So I don't sleep until Monday night. I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, and then I work all day Tuesday. Um, Yeah, and then I sleep on Tuesday nights. And so you're able to do that. Mm -hmm. You're able to crash because you literally just stop. Yeah. And then do you, what are you or your heart? Like, don't they say, like, this isn't great for your heart? (laughs) That's what they tell me, which is why I exercise a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And so tell me why you go, oh, no, but I love the night shift. What is the difference between personalities of a day shift nurse and a night shift nurse? Huge difference. Um, Night shifters just roll with it. Like, we're very... you have to be very creative. You have to think on your feet. Like, you have a much smaller staff. You don't have ancillary staff. So you... What's you, ancillary? Like, you don't have extra techs. You don't have... Um, you don't have a lot of transporters. You don't have... You have one person in CAT scan. You have one person in ultrasound. So you are constantly moving. And you are literally the jack of all trades. Literally. You have to do everything, um, which means you're very, very hands-on, which actually I love because I love that about my patients. Right. Um, and you're just constantly moving. I mean, you act as a nurse, you act as a tech. I mean, you're you're transporting, you're doing absolutely everything for your patient. I feel like you would have to be smarter, too, because we're... <sighs> Other hours have multiple people looking out for things like, oh, is that what's going on? Mm-hmm. You have to, you're identifying it by yourself and time matters, which is, could be a lot of pressure on you. But it to is. me, that just says you're a smarter cookie and, <laughs> and a tougher person. Um, I mean, you do have to think on your feet really, really, really quickly, like you said, you know, but we have um, the, pri- the privilege of um, working with phenomenal physicians. Yeah. And also at Edward, like we have, um, they're called um, like these smart sets orders. So like as nurses, we get to start the care even before the physician walks in the room because, again, they expect us to have a pretty good head on our shoulders. Yeah. So there's a standard of care of, okay, so this patient walks in with chest pain. I can start what I need to do. Mm. I will do what I have to do before the doctor even walks in the room. That's cool. So it, it's it's a privilege to be able to work in that capacity. Sure. Um, takes a lot of training, takes a lot of work. I mean, there's a lot of – it takes a long time to, to respect your gut that this is more than just a chest pain. And once you get to know your docs, when you call your doc in the room, they know – somebody's really sick they know that um they're really really needed um but yeah it's it's um it's a great team it's a huge team effort and um it's a great place to work 
What's been one of your favorite moments of being a nurse? Oh, one of my favorites. So many. Um, you clearly must share the this passion mm-hmm. because, I, like I said, I feel like Sean said it, yeah. Ryan said it. Yeah. Like then Kyle is um, a nurse. Like that's fascinating. Um, I, gosh, I mean, the first fifteen years of my career, I, I did. Peds, Peds ICU, and NICU. And to see those babies graduate and go home is amazing. Or to see a kid go home who, you know, is free of leukemia. I mean, amazing. Like, you can't even describe um, what that was like. Um, But, like, you know, when you make a difference, that person that came in having a heart attack and you got them to cath lab and they are walking out and able to get back to their life, what a privilege. That's awesome. When you're able to catch the kid who needs to go to surgery and you you save whether it was a limb or whether it was appendicitis or whatever and you know that you've made a difference because you you were on your game, then that feels good. That feels really, really good. You know, um, or the kid who comes in vomiting and you're like, I'm like, go do a blood sugar. Sure enough, it's a new onset diabetic. Oh you know, and the doc gosh. is like, excellent call, Colleen. Oh, you know, and you're just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it does. It does. It feels really good because it's not for you. It's for those. It's for those patients and for their families and making a difference. It's a blessing. I'm That's so blessed. Super rad that you get to do that. I it's, love it. I'm very, very blessed. Um, do you feel like you have seen faith things with being a medical doctor? Because oh. I think medicine and science sometimes don't go hand in hand with faith and spirituality. Oh, I think they definitely do. I think they definitely do. And, you know, sometimes, you know, um, when things are really, really serious, like somebody's really, really sick, you know, I will ask them, you know, because you have to ask. I mean, it's just right. a, it's a respect thing, you know. Um, you know, can I pray for you? Do you have a faith family? You know, and sometimes they'll say, no, I really haven't. You know, I kind of fell by the wayside. And do you want me to pray with you? And sometimes they say yes. And mm-hmm. sometimes they say no. Mm-hmm. And if they say yes, I always say that I'm here for them, you know. Um, but I definitely think that it has a huge, huge, it's a huge, huge piece of it to have that faith. So when they say through. yes, you public, you will pray out loud? Um. You, Yes, sometimes. And it you're dep- comfortable again, with it, de- that. it yeah. depends on the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there 20 people in the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we in the hallway? Yeah. Or are we in, the, you know, again, yeah. it's it's very, very um, personal. Yes. But I will tell you, in my family, um, and again, I may cry. Um, when Sean got hurt and the surgeon was in the room and he said, we're going to surgery, the first thing Sean did was he grabbed my hands and we prayed. Ugh. That's awesome. And he reached for me, and we prayed. Yeah. And that's what we did all the way to surgery. Yeah. 14. 14. That is kudos to this phenomenal faith community of the, the, the base that you guys have given my kids. And also to you as, to you. as parents. Yeah, modeling that behavior. Plenty of kids can show up here and not get that. <laughs> oh, to, for to sure. Have and that he felt comfortable to grab oh, you. Oh, he did. Yeah. He just, I, I yeah. mean, I, yeah. I just have chills just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, I, I can still feel his hands reaching and grabbing me so tight, you know? Yeah. And I, I told him, I said, we're going to get through this. And God you is going to watch over you. And you did. And you're going to get through it. And he did. And he kicked butt. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, when you think about, I think about all your boys and how great, because they're all different and have mm-hmm. their own faith journeys and their own mm-hmm. paths for their own life. Um, how have you tried to instill? Have you, have you made them come to things? <laughs> have you given it an option? When do you make oh, it their choice? So when do funny. you, everybody's been different. Everybody's been different. Yes. Um, you know, through, you know, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, you know, through um, surge. Surge, I think it, it's just expected. It's just, this is your responsibility. It's my job to encourage you to go. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're having yep. fun. Yep. But this is the expectation. It's just like going to school. It is the expectation. In high school, I did say, yeah, I expect you to go to church and I expect you to be involved. Um, and again, we have so many opportunities here. Puppets and choir and the travel opportunities that we can never do as a family. Right. You know, and the kids grow so much differently when they travel with Mm -hmm. other people, when they're not traveling with their brothers and they're beating the, you know, right out of each other in the back seat. Right. You know, they just grow very differently. And it's such an amazing opportunity that they have. So um, they're very, my older boys are very appreciative of that. But if you ask them right now, they'll say, you made us go to church. Yeah. You'll be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you kind of look like you're okay. Like, you kind of look like you survived. I think you're going to yeah. be all right. I'm never going to let my kid make my kids go to church. Okay, yeah. that's, that's, that's okay. Yeah. You know, you do you, yeah. and I'll respect that. But I kind of wonder when it all comes right. down to it, is that really what's going to happen when they right. have kids? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're not atheists. You know, they go to church. And Christmas and Easter when I make them right yeah. now as young yeah. adults. But, um, you know, they, they have to figure that journey out for themselves, you know. But I think similar to, like, you had an amazing youth experience in church. You knew what that support was. And so when it came time for your family, you're like, I want that for them, too. Agreed. They're going to play the same game. That's what I think is They're going to say, look at this awesome opportunity they had and they'll search they'll they'll be ticked if they go to a church that doesn't provide that because mm-hmm. they now know they have this high expectation of what community should look like mm-hmm. and be and at moments could feel let down but mm-hmm. i think you've given them the opportunity to someday say i want to give my child that as well yeah you're I far agree. off from having kids but yeah <laughs> no i agree kids. with that not yeah. really i mean matthew's gonna be 26 yeah so, oh you that's know. true you know. See, he's older than like in my brain. I put him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, do they? Do any of your boys say they want a big family? Um, most of them say they don't want as many as seven. Yeah, <laughs> which cracks me up. But you know what? You kind of just don't know. Yeah. Like, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what'll happen? Yeah. You know. Um, and some of the kids are roll with things better than others, and some are more you know restrictive and that sort of a thing. I mean, I see Matthew having like two. I think Kyle could have quite a few kids if he chose to have kids. Yeah. You know, just personality wise, because he rolls with stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we'll just kind of see how it goes down the line. Now I have, uh, I have three girls mm-hmm. to your seven boys and my best friend has three boys. That's and so she one time said, <laughs> I'm already praying for my boys' wives. This was like years ago. And she said, and I'm just praying that like they're from slightly dysfunctional families, <laughs> not so much that like it messes them up, but enough that they'll still want to spend holidays with us and uh-huh. me. And I thought, oh my gosh, right. Because there is is like a real thing to that. Now you have seven with very different yeah. personalities. So who knows what that means in the future? But I thought 
that is an interesting perspective of having a son versus a daughter of how mm-hmm. um, close they are to those relationships. Right. I, you know, you've, sometimes my husband's from two boys mm-hmm. and birthdays and, and Mother's Day and Father's Day. Guess who is saying, hey, you got to get your mom something. You got to get right. your dad something. It's the girls. You know, it's me telling him and he's mm-hmm. good about it, but it just is interesting. Yes, I agree. I, um, I feel sorry for the girls. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are in my house. I always laugh. I'm like, sorry, girls. But, you know, like Matthew is a serious girlfriend, and I love her. I mean, yeah. I adore her. She is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful girl. So driven. Such a beautiful heart. Yeah. Comes from a beautiful family. Oh, love. Um, she's just great, you know. Uh, but she has a sister. So, you know, it's it's a different vibe. But <laughs> they've been together. It's going on three years. So she's very used to yes. the vibe now in our house. But I remember, like... Her eyes were kind of bugging out. Like, she was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is dinner. It's like a free-for-all, you know? <laughs> it's like a party every every night. Yeah, you, you know? love it. Um, but, uh, but then, before you know it, it becomes very normal. You right. know? It's just like when the boys, even if they bring a new friend home, they I've heard them say so many times through the years, so this is how you do dinner? And that's just how we do dinner. Like, it's always buffet because yeah. there's nine of us yeah. on a normal I, day. Yeah. And then you throw in a couple extras and there's more. So it is. It's it's a big, it's a production. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't even imagine meal prep. It's a lot of volume. Like, it's yeah. a lot of volume. How much meat do you have to prepare for dinner? Um, how many pounds? Like, you do tacos. Like, yeah. I do a pound of ground beef for the five of us. A pound? What do you do? Six. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Marty. (laughs) That is really funny. That's a lot of tacos. Yeah, totally. And what I've just realized is like if we're ever out of a cook for pads <laughs> for a Friday night, I might have to like. She take, might be working yeah, next door. Yeah. I'll I run can over. Do that. I can do that. <laughs> Kylie, we need your tacos. I mean, yeah, you're like, that's not really a big deal yes. to host this many people oh, and prepare yes. this much food. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. That Just be- Costco. Costco is a is a good mm-hmm. friend to you. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's funny. I'm just thinking of like pots and pans, though. Even like cleaning. Mm-hmm. The do they clean? They do. They do. Um, I do meal prep. So like I I schedule it out. Like okay, I'm gonna be home this night. I can make dinner. Oh, this is a crockpot night. Yep. I'm sleeping back to back. Like so, I prep my meals. Um, so that saves a lot of time, and that's very helpful. You know that there's not as much cleanup every. Night, like my right. mom was able to make dinner every night because there were just two of us. You know, yeah. she she worked part time. You know, it worked. I can't do that. No, mm-hmm. especially with as busy as they are with all of their activities and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's just a different different world, basically. Um, so we've talked about the boys uh-huh. and their involvement with church, which mm-hmm. I love. Um, what has been something that has served you that you've been here at church with? Like what? Oh, goodness. Have there been experiences or trips or things that you've been able to do? You as, know, uh, <laughs> I always say I'm going to, and it just never quite works out with well, as many life. hours as Wonder I why. work. Yes. Um, I always look and I always go, oh, can I make it work? And it just never does because the kids are always the priority, you yeah. know, and I know that it really shouldn't be, you know, they say that, you know, you can't fill from an empty cup, but you know, you just but do what you have season. to do. Yeah. Right. It's your season right now. I'm yeah. still in that season. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, you know, I have like some journaling type things and I do like, um, kind of my own, 
um, you know, by Bible study type thing. I exercise a lot and sometimes I'll listen to, um, you know, like podcasts or things like that. And I'm a big Kayla fan. So I listen to Christian music mm-hmm. and stuff like that, especially when I'm exercising. Like to me, that really feeds my soul. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, you find a way to do it. No matter how busy you are, there's a way to do it. It's just for me, I, I can't do a week in a way. It just doesn't right. work for my family. Right. You know. Right. But in a season, you can dream about that someday. Yeah. 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 What that looks like for your yeah. future. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. It's all good. But I will say, if I don't go to church, I do feel like I'm not grounded. So that's really important for me to make it there in some capacity, you know. So, um, What is your favorite part about the worship service? Hmm. I just love the music. I'm going to be yeah, honest. I yeah. love the music. Same. Yeah. I'm not upset at all right now. <laughs> no. no, the message. No, no the I'm teasing. Message, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. No, I, I mean, I love the music, but like the message here, I always feel like it's something that I can apply during the week. You know, um, I have been at other churches and you're like, okay, well now I just feel guilty and I feel Uh like this horrible sinner and you're like, you know, slouching in your pew and you're like, oh, I did that. Oh yeah, that happened too. And you don't walk out feeling uplifted and ready for the week where here, you know, you listen to that message and you're like, okay, I can apply that in this, this, and this, or you know what I mean? So I always feel like I have a tool to help me get through the week um, in that respect. So, so. Before I came here, I didn't really listen to contemporary music, and mm-hmm. I was very anti-contemporary Christian really? music. I thought it was Jesus is my boyfriend music. Really? I want to hold his hand. <laughs> I want to touch his face. That's what it all sounded like. But, um, you know, so I'm preparing myself to come to this church that I would be primarily speaking at a contemporary service, and I dive into it and and trying to take seriously, like, what what are they singing here? And so I did the K-Love Challenge, mm-hmm. which is, like, listen to it for 30 straight days and see if you feel better. <gasps> and I did. And and I started working out to it. And we would be, like, painting something at home, and Mandy and I would be listening to it. It became so meaningful. Like, it became, like, a tempo for your life. Like, mm-hmm. okay, um, you, you can get out of this. You're talking yeah. to yourself. You're praying more often. And it was kind of crazy. And I'm like... Not all every Christian contemporary song is good. Right. Okay? Some of, of them are just junk. But some of them really did uplift me and put mm-hmm. me in a better place. And so I will totally go on the, the music wagon with you to be like, I needed that in my life. And when I'm overstressed by stuff, I, I start, I'm like, what am I, what have I been listening to? Because mm-hmm. it's uh, either. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's just the, the direction ahead. So I, Excellent. I align myself with what you said. Yeah, I love that. Um, and are your your father lives mm-hmm. in the area, and yep. he had some health concerns, but yeah. he's doing well. He is. He's doing really, really Sean well. Sean said he went to check on him, and he was going to go outside and like start doing something in the lawn. And he was <laughs> like, was. Grandpa, what are you doing? I know. We should find out today or tomorrow the latest if he has to have the, the next surgery. So, okay. yeah. So it's been um, a busy couple weeks, but he's doing very, very, very well. And mm-hmm. he lives by himself, but near you. Yeah. 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 Two miles away. And your mom? My mom passed um, five years ago. We lost my mom five years ago. But she met all the boys. Yes. And she, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. And that's so great that he lives here and he gets to be a part of the boy's life yes. and bring him to church. And So blessed. So he attends Our Saviors. He does. Oh, yeah. He does, yeah. Yeah, but he were to tell about how he got to bring the boys to church on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> everybody else was out of town for the weekend, um, and I had to work. So Colin and Christian, the youngest two, um, had a sleepover by grandpa's. 
and they made chocolate chip banana bread, and I think they went out for dinner. Um, and then he took the boys to church for me. Um, and then I met up with Colin at Surge because we had um, Bible Olympics. Yeah. So I got to do that. So it was that like was parents. lots of fun. Yeah. yeah so I took a, a quick nap in the morning after work and met up for Bible Olympics. And yeah, it was lots of fun. I don't really know how. I just am so different than you in my sleep clock that I have to. I don't mean to harp on it, but it's mm. just bizarre that you function to me. Like you're really. <laughs> And like you're a nurse. Yeah, she's showing me her McDonald's. Is it soda Diet or Coke. tea? Or, yeah, Diet Coke. So caffeine. Yeah, so yeah. that helps you survive. Yeah. Yeah, it's my one addiction. What can I say? Yeah, well, I think you're allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed speaking to you. Is there any story that I um, haven't had a chance to ask you about or that you wanted Gosh. to share? Um, or any important anecdote or experience that you think this is this is a good one? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, Sorry, I got to ask a question. Yeah, go. go ahead. So, were you on like child number six, and you guys are like, we're gonna go for one more, but we really hope this is a girl? Like, oh, no. were, were you no, ever doing that? No, like, no, honest, one more just to see if we can honest, have a girl. Or I swear, I swear, I swear. Um, I was a teenager, and I remember telling my mom. I think I'm going to be in the Mama Boys. And this was like at that time where I was like this horrible teenage bratty girl. Uh And she was like, what do you mean you don't want a daughter so we can be close like like us? And I was like, we're not close. (laughs) But I just remember feeling like I was going to be the mother of boys. And I'm just like that tomboy mom. Like I'm just the t-shirt and jean mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to go fishing with my kids and play baseball and, yeah. you know, just be there. Um, and so when we kept having boys, it was like, see, it was all just You predicted it. You predicted and, it. And with Christian, like, we never found out. I always knew I was having boy. I always knew. Uh-huh. And when Christian was born, and he was five weeks early, the little bugger, he wanted his own month. He did not want to be born in May. He oh, was like, funny. I'm going to be born in April. That's just the way it's going to be. And when he was born and they said, it's a boy, you can ask anyone. I said, <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole room, they all started laughing. And oh, I was like, how funny. seriously, yeah. like, could you imagine us poor little girl with six older brothers? Yeah. That uh-huh. would be rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was convinced that baby number two for us was going to be a boy. Really? Well, because I, I was wrong on Wesley. I was... I thought uh, we were having a girl, had Wesley, and I have loved having a boy. So I'm like, this is it. We, we're going to yeah. have a family of boys. Yeah. I don't know what convinced me of that. And then out pops Gia, and I've, she's better than Wesley was. Like as a baby, so I was I was blown away by the switch, but like you know that people knew you there too. Yeah, uh, that I'm sure they were playing games or placing bets <laughs> on whether or not you were going oh, to have a girl. Oh, everybody boy. was betting. Absolutely yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, no, I love my boys, and God, I believe that God gives you what. Um, what you can handle, you know, yeah. and they are their own. I mean, you know, being the mother of girls, it's just different. You know, your dynamics are different. You know, um, just like they can't see you in my dynamics. Sorry, I'm nodding. Are, yes, just like my dynamics are different. You right. know, like I remember, um, you know, when one of one of the boys' girlfriends started crying at my kitchen counter, I was like, "Oh God, what do I do?" <laughs> oh, like, seriously, I didn't know what to. I'm like, do I acknowledge her? Do I hug her? Do I walk away? Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, what's the rule oh, when a girl cries really at the kitchen funny. counter? <laughs> yeah. But you don't have you know, any of them that are criers. 
The boys? Yeah. I mean, some are definitely more sensitive. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But some just, of them are more sensitive. But it shows differently still. Exactly. Yeah. It definitely shows differently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we had yeah, that yes. in our small group. I think I was like, when was the last time you cried? Yeah. <laughs> and usually for the boys, it yeah. depends though. I have to say, I don't think you can make a rule across the board. But yeah, that mm-hmm. is funny because you are just going to react. And I think with... Um, Brett sometimes like they'll they'll be complaining or they'll be sad or it'll be hard and I'm like you just say like I'm so sorry like that's horrible that stinks as opposed to like well then let's do A B and C and then it'll be fixed Uh and let's quit complaining about it (laughs) so that's what Brett will say Brett will I think be more pragmatic let's do the rules let's find a solution let's fix it you know where I'm like like they just they just want you to go like I'm so sorry in your most sincere (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah or if you said that to one of your boys would they be like oh yeah, I'm very pragmatic, so yeah, again, so that's why God gave me what he gave yeah. me. <laughs> it's probably what serves uh-huh. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me what to do, I Mom. Tell so. me what step one and two is so I could just do it and be done with this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It mm-hmm. is funny. You hate it's to drop awesome. the total stereotype lines, but it is funny when some of them are very, very true. <laughs> they work. Well, I've loved having you on yeah, and squeezing us in. I hope Super we didn't fun. intervene into a nap. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's all good. Um, So thank you so much (laughs) for your time. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.